Hallelujah. Are you blessed tonight? We're so glad you're here. Glad to have every one of you. Good to have our visitors. I know we've got a brother over here. We've got another brother from Tennessee and different ones. We're just glad you're here tonight. We bless you. We bless our youth and our children. They're all in their different departments. But we're glad you're here tonight to study the precious Word of God. Hallelujah. I want to share a scripture out of Psalms chapter 19. Psalms chapter 19. And I just want to read this to you and just encourage you. One of the reasons why we're here. Psalms 19 verse 7. The New King James says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. But the New Living says, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. Hallelujah. Amen. The instructions, the wisdom of the Lord revives the soul. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. How many know there's nothing like the word just to just cheer your heart up, just to stir you up? The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Say, I received that. The eyes of your understanding, it says in Ephesians. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever, and the judgments of the Lord are righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb. Moreover by them, listen to this. This is what we've been learning on Wednesday night. Moreover by them is your servant warned. Your servant is warned by the instructions of the word. And in keeping them, there is great reward. There is something about a reward for those, as the New King James says, as those who the living, I'm sorry, says that they obey them. Verse 12 says, who can understand his errors? The living Bible says, who can know what is lurking in my heart? Who can know what is lurking in my heart? And the King James says, cleanse me from secret secret faults. But I love the living. It says, cleanse me from hidden faults. Secret and hidden faults. Who can understand his errors? And I know you're here tonight because you desire for the Lord, the, the work of the Lord to be pure and justly and righteous, to do the work in our lives and our hearts. And it goes on to say, verse 13, Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins or deliberate sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Can I hear an amen? Deliberate sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Um, Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So I want to encourage you tonight. These scriptures are just some of the most awesome. They're so deep. I want to encourage you. Do some word study on some of these words. And uh, the Lord willing, next Wednesday or the Wednesday after, I'm going to be having a ton of books up here. And then we're going to have some stuff on the website to be uh, teaching you how to do some word studying, materials that are available, and helping you that area because we are emphasizing the importance of studying and knowing the Word of God. But getting to know the secrets and the warnings of God helps us to know what is secret and hiding in our hearts and our minds so that we can walk. And he says they are more desirable than gold. You know what? The Word of God will give you even that beyond what you desire. So I want to encourage you tonight. Get hungry. Stir up yourself with hunger about the Word of God. Stay in season and out of season just asking the Lord to fill you 
and to show, Lord, is there be any hidden faults, any hidden ways in my heart, in my mind, in my lifestyle, in my attitude, anything that's not pleasing to you, I ask you to reveal them to me by your word and free me of them. So you receive that tonight? Amen. Well, would you ushers come forward? Hallelujah. Thank God sin doesn't have dominion over us. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. His word enlightens me, delivers me, sets me free. Then I shall be blameless. I'm so glad you're blameless tonight. Aren't you glad you're blameless? Amen. Well, we love you and God bless you. tonight hope you brought some paper and notes Wednesday nights is discipleship we've been studying all year in the area of discipleship in the last few weeks we got into Proverbs and it has just opened into an area of walking the area of submission to the Holy Spirit so if we want to start off in Ephesians chapter 5 Ephesians chapter 5 I want to go over some things I was sharing with you and get into some new things tonight. Every week the Holy Spirit just keeps changing it as I get into it. And also I want to encourage you to be here Sunday for Father's Day. And I bring every man and every father and every father wannabe and every guy that you can find. And the Lord just brought me a special place. He's been dealing with me some areas in a special place uh, for this Sunday. And then it has already been confirmed so, uh, I hear a lot of coughing. Are y'all cold? Anybody here cold? Y'all okay? Okay. Well, you cold, hug up, hug up somebody if they're your husband. Because I know they're your husband, hug up. Because I know some people, hey, this is a chance for me to hug up. Oh, you got to watch Ray. He'd be hugging up. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. This is the New Living Translation. It says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. And we've been studying on wisdom. And part of wisdom is submitting to the power of the Word of God. And how many know this Word is precious? You know, there's we've had guests and there's people who will say this is nothing more than a book. But this is the holy Word of God sprinkled on the blood of Jesus, and backed up by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is not a book. This is the holy written love letter from God to you. And you know, some of these ministers openly who say this is nothing but a book, there's nothing special about it, will have reverence for the American flag that it does not touch the ground, but said that this is just a normal book you can treat any way because there's nothing special about it. But this is life. And he says, fools decide that, well, they don't care how they live, but a wise man takes special care in how he lives. 
It says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Do not act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. You know, just, just grab a hold of that. Lord, I praise you that we have an understanding to know what you want us to do. In every area of our life, we want to know what you want us to do. Make the most of every opportunity. So then it says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, the new wine. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. Making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then it goes on into uh, wives submitting. But there is something about submission and especially... But, but how can we submit to authority? How can we submit to one another if we're not submitting to the Word? You know, as we get into discipleship, we get into different areas of submission. And uh, I'll even get into Paul and others in the area of submission. I'll even get into Christ in the area of submission. And I'll give you the definition of submission later on. But the thing about it is, is how can, you know, some people say, when are you going to be teaching on submitting to authority? But what I have seen over the years that if, if the church can't submit to Christ, how can it submit to apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist? If we don't have to submit to the word, We'll never be able to submit to Christ or to authority. So he's talking here about an attitude of submission. Now look with me in Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. I praise God for His Word. It's living. It's restoration. It's reviving. He says, fools, they live like they don't have a clue. And boy, you can see that. But us wise people say, us wise people, us we have, we have discernment. We have understanding. I don't want to get away. I don't want to get away with just being able to continue to say, continue to do, continue to think, continue to act like I've always done. How I many you know doing things the same way you've always done and will give, get you no farther than you already are? And so there's some areas in my life, areas in our lives that need to change. I want them changed for the glory of my King. And it says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, it says, The Son, Jesus, radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God and He sustains, upholds everything by the mighty power of His command. Amen. By the power of His words. The Living Bible says He holds everything together by what He says. Powerful words. Say that with me. Powerful words. You, you, you have to have that mindset that every time you have your devotion, you quote the Word of God, you pray the Word of God, you sing the Word of God, you get into a new level of a mantle, you get into a new level of anointing. Whenever you get into a new area with the Word of God, when you speak those words, when we sing these words, when we're praising God by ourselves, there's power in those words. And when you're using those words to pray and using those words to sing and you're reading the words off of the written page of Christ, He stands behind those words that you're speaking because He spoke them first to stand behind them that those words will not return void or empty of power, but they will accomplish what you're speaking in agreement with God for them to do into your life. Amen. So they're powerful. Look at chapter 2, verse 1 of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. 
It says, this is the living translation. So we must listen very carefully to the truth. I mean, the truth will set you free. We must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard. Or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm. And every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus Himself and then delivered to us by those who heard Him speak. And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles, gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever He chose. Aren't you thankful for signs and wonders following the Word of God? Amen. Say, signs and wonders. Follow God's Word. And I am submitted to God's Word. Therefore, signs and wonders follow me. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise for it. Now, look with me, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Signs and wonders, miracles, marvelous deeds. Colossians chapter 3. And let me just read this to you in the message. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, verse 1 through 3. So if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue, pursue the things over which Christ presides. How many of you know if He watches over His Word, He presides over His Word? He is an authority and dominion over His Word. So it says, set your sights and get your eyes on where Christ presides. Don't shuffle along. Eyes to the ground, absorbed with things right in front of you. Look up and be alert what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from His perspective. Whoa, boy, that is a truth to grab a hold of even in this hour. When you listen to the, need, the news, and you listen to the needs, and you listen where we are. Go back to Colossians chapter 1, verse 3 right here. And go to that part where it says, stop getting the world's perspective. Things are happening around Christ, so get His perspective on it. Get in, in with Christ. Get in with His Word and His revelation. That's where things are happening. Then I shared with you Romans 1.16 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is power. Shout out His power. Now let me give you a new scripture here in 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul's saying more or less the same thing here, but I want you to see there's some other attitudes in here that we got to get a hold of. It's an area of submission when I say, okay, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to be looking down on what's right in front of me. The actions are around where Christ presides. So I'm going to set my mind on heavenly things. He even talks in His Word about to set our minds where He seats. And it says here in 2 Timothy 1 verse 8, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Do not be ashamed of the testimony, the Word of our Lord, nor of me His prisoner. His what? His prisoner. There is power in submission. There's power in obedience. There is power in surrendering our wills to Him. And Paul says, 
The reason I have the ability and the reason I can speak the Word of God the way I do and I can go anywhere and confront anything that I have to confront is because I'm constantly keeping my sights not on what's in front of me, not on the present, but reaching forward in hope and faith knowing that what I don't see is the realm that Christ reigns over. And if I can continue looking and believing into that realm, I will be able to see it pulled into my realm and the signs and wonders are going to be manifested in my life and the life of those that I love. Therefore, I'm not ashamed of the Word of God. I am not ashamed of my testimony. I am not ashamed of the power of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I'll go and speak it all the time. You know, it's kind of like somebody was showing me. They just had an awesome, a sweet little baby. Well, four months ago, but I just found out about it Sunday. And, and I said, oh, I've got to go to the nursery to see. No, you don't have to go to the nursery. They put out their camera phone and started showing me all the pictures of their baby. They are proud of their baby and have a right to. Well, we ought to be able to flip out to the accuser. We ought to better take this out because this is a picture of Christ. This is a picture of who He is. Therefore, it's a picture of who I am. So when sickness and the devil and diseases and infirmity and when the devil comes up to me and he says, you know what you are? Book them, Dano. I know who I am. I am the image of Christ Jesus, redeemed and washed by the blood of Christ Jesus. I am born again. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I am a son of the Most High, living God. He resides on the inside of me. It's in Him I move, I live and have my being. And therefore, so devil, you want to talk about it? We'll talk about it. It is written. Let me show you. I am not ashamed of who I am in Christ Jesus. I am not ashamed that I believe in holiness and purity. I am not ashamed that I may be numbered among the conservatives or be numbered among those who do not believe in, in, in sin and the lifestyle of sin. But I I believe in the written Word of God because I know one day we are going to face Christ. And I'm not going to be ashamed then because I am not ashamed of His Word now. Come on, you ought to give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. I am His prisoner. But share with me in the sufferings for the, sufferings for the Gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace which was given to us in Jesus before the time began. Is that powerful? Is that powerful? But now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through, through what? The gospel. Through the living Word of God. Through what is written about Christ and what is written about you. Ha! To which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffer for these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I've committed unto Him against that day. Can I hear an amen in the house? Glory! How many is not ashamed of the living Word of God? Isaiah chapter 55. I know I'm making you work, but this is the Word of God and you need a little bit in you and I do too. Isaiah 55, 7. There's some things I want to get to tonight. Isaiah 55, verse 7. The Word is so rich. I mean, it's, it's interesting to hear how excited people get about chicken and sucking crawfish heads and fishing. 
and apple pie baseball and Chevrolet. Well, you ain't talking about Chevrolet anymore. But anyway, you know, it's amazing how excited we get about those things, but we got to get excited about the Word of God. Amen. Now look, Isaiah 55 verse 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Mm. Listen to this now. Watch out. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. How many of the heavens is higher and it says, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. He said in, in Colossians, stop looking at the ground in front of you, start looking up where I preside. Now he's telling us, I'm not thinking the low way, I'm thinking the highway, leave the low way and come the highway. Amen. For, and he talks about the uh, rain and so forth and so on in verse 11. So my word, my word, the word of the Lord goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish. How many need some accomplishing? Well, praise Him for it. But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Amen. Now look in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. I'm trying to get caught up here to get... Somewhere tonight. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. I want to read the message translation. Listen to how it starts out. Are, are you there? This is the message translation. One day I'll get fast enough and we'll have PowerPoint on Wednesday nights too. But for right now, you've got to do the old-fashioned way and bring your Bibles. <laughs> Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and the message says, Celebrate, celebrate God every day, all day. Celebrate God all day, every day. When you don't feel it good or not, celebrate God all day, every day. And then he goes on to say, I mean, just revel, revel in Him. Just get excited about Him. Just glorify Him. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed to call Jehovah Lord God, my God, Jesus Christ is my Savior. They may want to take His name out of Christmas, but I'm going to praise His name that much more every day. Every opportunity I have. It says get excited about God. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, just get excited about Him. Boy, y'all are excited. I can see it right now. Get excited about Him. Get excited about something that's eternal and powerful. Get excited about the One who raises the dead, open blinds eyes, kills the lepers. Get excited about Him. Revel in Him. Make it as clear as you can to Him, to all you meet, that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the Master is about to arrive and He could show up any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worry and pray, let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Did you hear that? Let your worry and your petitions be shaped into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good. Say that with me. Everything coming together for good. Until we learn to just get excited about God and praise Him. Even when you're by yourself and the dog looks at you like you're crazy, you still just keep worshiping Him and you keep praising Him. Even when the kids around you say, what are you doing? I'm praising Jesus and I'm not ashamed of it. I remember when my dad first got saved and uh, we lived in South Louisiana. And my mom would walk 
in on him and he'd be in the living room praying on his knees and she'd go, Calvin, what you doing on the floor? And he'd go, I'm looking for my teeth. He didn't want to say he was praying, I'm looking for my teeth. Well, how many of you know, later on, he didn't care about it, telling her what he was doing. He says, I'm praying and praising God and seeking God. And that's what God wants us to do. And then we'll start turning our worry and our cares instead of something that we want everybody to cry with us about into a song I want somebody to worship me in with. Come, let us magnify the Lord together that He has healed me of this disease. I thank God that He has saved me, delivered me. Just turn your worries and cares into praises and praises and prayers. And before you know it, a sense of God's holiness, an anointing. An anointing will come upon you. I'm going to give you a revelation here in a minute out of Revelation 1. An anointing will come upon you. The presence of God will come upon you. And and it goes on to say... A sense of God's holiness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Wow. Summing it up, friends, I'd say you'd better do the best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, authentic, compelling, and gracious. The best, not the worst. Don't fill your minds with the worst. You hear what Paul's teaching here? Don't fill your minds with the worst. Fill your minds with the best. And he goes on to say, the beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you have learned from me and heard and saw and realized. Do that and God who makes everything work together will work will work you into His most excellent harmonies. He will work you into His most excellent harmonies. I'm trying to back away from here to see if this helps with the echo a little bit. I'm backing up a little bit. Excellent harmonies. Excellent harmonies. What I meditate on, I'm going to harmonize in. If I'm meditating on healing and peace and love and joy, I'm going to be in harmony with the divine love, joy, peace, and provision of God. I come in harmony with my maker, my creator. God is revealed through me. God's glory, God's grace is revealed through me because I live in harmony with God. Meditate on His Word, but of course I get, I get into the ugly. Guess who I start harmonizing with? I can see you ain't been with God lately. Who you? In, I know who you in harmony with. Sounds like Willie and Waylon. <laughs> who you in harmony with? Hmm. Now, what I want to share with you, I, I, this is supposed to be for Revelation, but we haven't been there in a few weeks. So let's go to the book of Revelation chapter 1 and let me give you a... A revelation that goes along with this message that was in the book of Revelation. Because we want revelation, amen? Knowledge and understanding and wisdom. I won't be able to get very far tonight. I want you to see this. Revelation chapter 1. Thank God we're growing. Thank God we're growing in understanding. Revelation chapter 1. Look at verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man, that's something to get in harmony with right there. 
uh, which God gave him to show his servant. Say, I'm a servant. I'm a servant. I'll get into that one night when we study the book of Revelation. But it says, things, things. Do a word study on that word things. Divine, supernatural, awesome, empowered things that must shortly take place. See, that right there is what we've been talking about, of walking in the wisdom of God. That the revelation of Jesus Christ and His Father and my Father as a servant, a son, and a priest of the Most High God is wanting to give to me, show to me things that will shortly be revealed, not only concerning the things of the book of Revelation, but divine things that He has written in volumes of books about my life, even from my mother's womb, even before the foundation of the world. His plans and His purposes, His good plans and purposes for you and, and my life, He has these things already to be revealed. Things that will shortly, and I receive that, how about you? Shortly come to pass. But that's where we've got to go back to Colossians and, and Philippians 4, where we've got to learn. We've got to get in harmony with God, and we've got to learn to meditate and think hard. Highly and not lowly. God taught me this in 1984. He, he, he brought me to a new level. We were in Santa Fe, Argentina, praying about going back to Huhui. And every night I'd go spend an hour on the balcony before going to bed praying. Cody was not even a year old yet. Praying about, Lord, is this your will? We've got this big open door to go back to Huhui. But that's a huge move and a lot of changes. We want your perfect will. And I remember one night after many nights... I was walking back to the bedroom. I had prayed my hour and the Lord says, I want you on your knees now. And I got on my knees. And, it, and you remember my testimony when I was called to the mission field. He did the same thing with me. Well, he did it again. He says, I want you to praise me as a son. And I just raised my hands and the Spirit gave me the words to start just praising him as a son. And as I was praising him after a while as a son, he says, now I want you to praise me as a priest. And out of my spirit just started coming the flow to start praising God as a priest. And I started praising Him as a priest in my priestly position and as one who serves before Him. And He says, now I want, now I want you to praise me as a, a priest. A king. Now I want you to praise me as a king. And I started worshiping him and praising him through dominion and, and authority and might and praised him as a king would praise him. And then I want you to, what was the fourth? I, it was my revelation, but I forgot. You've heard me preach it a lot. Yeah, uh, let me think. King, priest, son. And servant. And servant. Thank you. Then he says, now I want you to praise me as a servant. And say, Lord, I just serve you. I want to submit to your authority. I want to submit to your will. And after I praised him as those four things, he gave me my answer. I got in harmony. And I harmonized with him by just turning my worries and my cares. What happened if it doesn't work? What happened if it's just us wanting to go back? And he harmonized with us. So it says here, things that must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it with his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God. Bore witness to the word of God. Thank God, we are witnesses to the word of God. And to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to all things that he saw. Now verse 3, this is what I'm going to touch this little bit tonight. Blessed is he who reads. Blessed is he who reads. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it. 
for the time is near. Now, let me give you a few things here that I found. The word blessed or blessed means empowered to prosper. Empowered to walk in wholeness. Empowered to have the power and the anointing of God activated in their life. The word power to prosper. But write down the word readeth. Because some people, you know, I just don't have time to read. Well, let me see what, let me show you what you're missing out on this word read. The word readeth means the, this is what that word read means. The enabling power of God to increase what He has promised. That is what the word read, readeth means. The enabling. Psalms 107, He sent His word and healed them. The word readeth, the enabling power of God to increase with what He has promised. Oh, that's powerful. It, it talks about the ability and the increase of the kingdom of God, love, joy, and peace to those who read. And do you know there is a double portion blessing? It's talking here for those who read the book of Revelation. He is empowered to prosper and bless you and energize His work on you through all the Word of God. But it says about this book has a special anointing. And I know many of you, like me here, we're going to be studying the millennium and this and that and the other. But you know what? I know a lot of times, you know, I don't understand everything in Revelation. I don't understand who all the beast and the Antichrist. I may not have all the understanding of the horns and this and that and the other. But you know what it does? You know what it starts off saying? The revelation of Jesus Christ. And if I read the 21 chapters of Revelation, even though I may not have a clear understanding, he says, he that readeth, especially this book, will have the enabling power of God, the ability of God to increase into their lives. And you know what's interesting here? About listening and hearing the Word of God and understanding to a greater measure what God is saying. On and on, don't we always hear it saying, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church? Hear what the Spirit is saying in the church? And isn't it interesting that... That the word says that he walks between the seven candlesticks with the seven stars in his hands. In other words, Jesus Christ, the revelation of who the word is, Jesus Christ, is walking hand in hand with the church and with the saints. And he wants us to have this revelation. He wants us to read it. And this is the reason why he is saying, let me tell you something. The whole Bible is about this. Let me, the head of the church, tell you something. You're about ready to, you're getting ready to confront some things that you need to be prepared ahead of time how to confront them. Because Ephesians, y'all have a church of a hundred thousand members right now. Your beautiful temple is beautiful and all your works and gifts are awesome. But I have one thing against you. You've lost your first love. And in the year 2009, you can go to Greece, to Ephesians, to Ephesus, and that wonderful church that God was speaking to is nothing but a few rocks because they didn't hear and prepare for the confrontations that were coming. 
And this whole word has been a word of wisdom and knowledge and understanding for us, the body of Christ, to get ready for the confrontations not only coming to this age, but the personal confrontations coming to you and I. Wouldn't you love it if I could tell you that I could guarantee that I could give you some scriptures that God is saying, here's a scripture for you to keep you from falling from something that's going to come against you tomorrow? How many would pay me for that? Is there free? Absolutely. Blessed is he that readeth and heareth to prepare for the troubles, the confrontations, the spiritual breakdowns that try to come against the church and the saints. And so the Spirit is saying, and, and, and in verse 3 it says, Blessed is he who reads those who hear the words and keep. Write down that word, keep. That word keep is powerful. Let me give you the definition of this word keep. It's, the word keep means who base your entire life on what you've heard and read. To base your entire life on what you've heard and read. To the point you act upon what you have heard. You're coming to know the things that will occur. So you take the action and the necessary precaution. That's the word keep. To base your life on what you have heard. Acting upon what you have heard. Knowing that these things are going to occur. So you better take action and prepare. Wow. That is what this word is speaking about. Speaking about. Now, I don't want to preach this whole, whole part here, but in verse 5, it, it talks about the seven spirits, and we'll get into that later on. But, but in verse 5, it talks about the firstborn among the dead. And to, let me just throw this in, since we're talking about this area there, about the revelation of Jesus Christ. How many of you ever heard, like, Brother Rick and Sister Kathy just got to do something I've dreamed of all my life and I'll be able to do one day. Go see the Grand Canyon. And to better hear and see the pictures. And the Lynches showed me pictures. They just saw the Grand Canyon, so that's two. So maybe we're next. I don't know. But anyway, the Grand Canyon. Or how many of you have ever heard of somebody being able to do... Uh, uh, Benny, Brother Benny Ward. He's a pilot. And he flies people up and, you know, he, he takes them up. And brings them back down. You, you, you wrote promising her family and others, and they're still alive. God. How many have ever heard? Uh, we were talking about the LSU game. Uh, where? Omaha. Omaha. Sis, he needs to go to one of these. It's on tape. He, he needs to go to one of these awesome LSU baseball games. It's important that he does that. But. How many, how many of you have ever, how many of you ever heard of somebody doing something tremendous that you wish you could have done or you could do? Brother Shane Davis hiding back there. But he's getting ready to go skydiving. Now, I don't want to do that, but I want to go film him doing that. I want to film him coming out of there because I know he's going to be cool. I know he's going to be like Bud Lightyear. 
Falling with grace. But anyway, have you ever wanted to do something tremendous that somebody else has done? Guess what verse 5 says? Jesus Christ, the firstborn among the dead, or in other words, if you'd like to experience what Jesus experienced in resurrection, If you want to experience, and it goes into detail in the Greek, if you want to experience not just being raised from the ground, but if you want to experience being raised in the spirit and in the soul, that when you accept Christ Jesus into your heart, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And the story we read all the time about Jesus arising out of the tomb. Bless God every day we have an opportunity to walk in resurrection life and experience the power and the tremendous experience, the tremendous everything that happened to Christ in the resurrection. We have the opportunity to meet with that same spirit, the same word, and allow it to revive us again, resurrect us again, fill us again, direct us, guide us, lead us, fill us to overflowing, overflowing with the power of His resurrection. Because a lot of people, I can't wait till the trumpet blows and we get to see every Aunt Susie jump out the casket and fly up first. The dead's going first and we're going next. That's going to be such an awesome experience. This is saying, hold up. This is for you to experience resurrection now. Because you're really not dead anyway. You're just body, just sleeping. You're already in presence in the Lord. You only die one death. To be absent from this body, be present from the Lord. So what he's saying... What Jesus experienced, He has it available, available for those who read, acts, and keeps the words of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow. Oh, man. In Spanish, we call that piel de gallina. You know what, you know, over here you call it goosebumps, but in Spanish we call it piel de gallina. Anybody here knows what that is? That's what a chicken looks like after you pluck it. <laughs> you know, all, all that? Yeah. Anyway, I feel like that right now. All oh, the Holy Ghost, He's real. That, that, that presence of God, it's real. You saw those little children up here coming back from the ramp? It's real. It's real. Well, I tell you what, I was going to get into some other stuff, but it's just going to have to stay because I don't want to start because I won't quit. Well, this is, oh, baby, you want to say something? I'm through. There's a confirmation. When the wife says she's got something to say, I'm through. No, this scripture in Hebrews, you know, you were talking about reading, and there's a lot of good books that people are reading nowadays that's, you know, good story, interesting. They can't put it down. But And you were talking about reading. But I like in Hebrews 2, when you read this, it says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. That word, let them slip, means to run out as leaking vessels. Mm-hmm. So what happens is whenever we do not continue to read the word and put that into our vessel, there's something that's leaking out. Mm-hmm. And you might ask yourself, 
I don't know what's wrong with me lately. I hadn't been doing too good. I'm a little more frustrated. My tolerance level is not like it needs to be. I'm a little bit more depressed than I need to be. And I, I don't know why I'm depressed. I have everything to be happy about. But I don't know. I'm just kind of fatigued. I'm sluggish. I'm worrying more. Anybody identify with any of these symptoms? Yes. Well, Sometimes we're not reading the word to fill the vessel and what the word has leaked out. Mm -hmm. And therefore, your faith is not energized. So then when you're confronting this situation, you're stagnant and you don't know what's going on. Mm. Have, Have you ever tried to rinse out a bottle and you put some soap in it? And then you try to rinse it and it takes forever for those suds to eventually come out. Well, that's what the Word does to us. It cleanses us. As long as we keep the water of the Word going, all of the suds and the filth that's in the suds will eventually be washed out. Mm. But we've got to stay, we've got to continue to fill it. If not, it just sits there and leaks out. So Mm. if you're wondering, why am I kind of, what's wrong with me? That's what's wrong with you. Analyze how much you've been reading and hearing the word. And, and just pick up. Yeah, yeah. Pick That's up. That's good. That's good. Amen. That's good. That's good. You know, uh, you got to stir it up today. Got a spot right here because when I was leaving, I thought I'd get me, uh, Cindy to get to get home so I didn't have supper. So I thought I'd get me a big spoonful of peanut butter. But I guess it's been sitting there a while because there was some oil that had formed on the top of the peanut butter. And when I dug my spoon out, well, the oil that was on top of the peanut butter dripped on my shirt. How many of you know sometimes you got to stir it up, get that oil in there? So that's kind of like she was talking about. And that's why I got a stain on my shirt, babe. I hope you get it out. <laughs> but, but anyway, we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be having some books here that you can order on. And I, I might be giving a list of Sister Terry on that website. And I'm going to be showing to you and I'll be teaching you concordances, dictionaries, Books on how to interpret symbols in the Bible, how to interpret numbers in the Bible, how to interpret the feast in the Bible, uh, how to understand Greek, how to st- understand Hebrew. I know many of you know this, but I'm going to have this stuff available up here uh, in the next week or two. So you can take a look at because we read in Revelations chapter one, there, there are some things that are going to come to you soon. And, you know, sometimes she's talking about you feeling like you're a leaky vessel. You know, sometimes, and I have people tell me the time, well, pastor, I'm doing my devotion like I always have. Well, maybe you're not supposed to do it the same way. Maybe it's time to do double or, or do a little bit of word study. On, on Maybe not do as much, but do more word study on what the Spirit's wanting to tell you. Because there are some things that are going to come to you quickly, it said in Revelation 1. It's a matter of reading it and acting on it and hearing it. And so, listen, I want to encourage you. This life... Is supposed to be exciting. Your life is supposed to be great. And if you're saying it's not very great right now, well, good news. What Jesus experienced, you're going to experience. And it's just not going to be when the trumpet blows. There are things to experience every day. Because the Holy Spirit is real. And the power of this Word is real. And it's ready to operate in your life and transform your life and change your life. And... and, and who knows how many of you may not have angelic visitations, yes. prophetic words. You may even get a visit from Jesus Himself to speak a word to you. And just let your life be totally changed, transformed, 
upside down. Amen? Amen. That'd be exciting. Well, that's what we're going for. To be disciples. But you know what? That won't happen when we're not submitted and obedient. It's when we submit and obey that these things are going to happen. That's why you've been coming week after week and I congratulate you and I bless you for that and I thank you for that. Would you stand please and we'll dismiss. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you that we are not leaky vessels, that we allow the preciousness and the life of your word to just slip and escape. Lord, even as we prayed last night, the prophetic word, that the glory is filling in the cracks. We pray this tonight corporately. We think that your glory is filling in the cracks of our vessel. That what we receive here from you is kept and guarded. Even more guarded than gold and silver and treasure. Fill us to overflowing with your words and the Spirit. Speak to us in revelation and knowledge and understanding. Enlighten our heart and our ears that we may hear. We desire to be like Enoch and walk with you. Hear from you and to know you. Thank you for the supernatural and the signs and wonders operating in our lives because we've taken the worries right now, the fears right now, and we have allowed our prayer and worship to form them into sacrifices of praise for you. We worship you and we, Lord, I just bless these here tonight and I thank you for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. We will see you Sunday morning, 1030.